with us. I want you to sit back, hang tight, uh, and we have a wonderful man of God that's going to come and preach to us uh, here in a moment and give whatever the Lord has, and speak to us whatever the Lord has given unto him. Uh, but I want you to welcome our youth pastor. He is such a mighty man of God, and I'm looking forward uh, to him coming to speak to you and all of you right there where you are, whether you're in your homes or driving down the road. Well, hopefully you're not driving down the road, uh, uh, but hopefully you're in a safe place somewhere. Uh, but wherever you are, I want you to sit back and enjoy the word of the Lord in Jesus' name. Come on, Brother Mike. Come on and preach the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, God laid something on my heart just right now while Pastor was speaking. If you heard his call to action of giving an offering online or through our safe portal uh, on our website, um, and you figured you could wait till the next time we come to church or the next Wednesday, the next Sunday service, or just whenever you uh, have more funds to be safe with it. Uh, I urge you to give what God has placed on your heart right now because you never know. Tomorrow is not promised, and um, this might be the last blessing you can give uh, because we do not know the future. God is the only one that knows the future, and... Uh, God just, just laid that on my heart. If it's just one of you or if it's uh, a family that um, you were just waiting, uh, I urge you to do it right now. But um, before I start, uh, let, let me go into uh, a season of prayer uh, before I, I go ahead and read my scripture. Lord Jesus, thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you for bringing me here today to uh, deliver your word. I ask that you give me uh, truth and revelation to help somebody grow, uh, whoever has decided to be baptized, uh, whoever is seeking the Holy Ghost, that, Lord, this helps them to drive themselves, to push themselves further than they ever thought was possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Uh, pastor called his uh, little sermonette a uh, appetizer, but I would rather say that's the course and this is the dessert. Um, because it's going to be short, sweet, and to the point. Um, but before I do, I, my life before this was a, uh, a football player. I played football for uh, nearly a decade of my life, uh, played sports for more than that. And um, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was an easy time for me because uh, God just blessed me with abilities and, um, and just the drive of uh, whenever I needed to do something, I didn't, no matter how much it hurt, uh, how much uh, breathing or gasps of air that I had to take in. Um, but one thing I did learn is that if you ever wanted to step on the field and you wanted to be successful, it was not just how you trained your physical body. It wasn't just if you were mentally tough enough to not get tired throughout the game. You had to, every single week, whenever there was a battle, whenever there was a game coming up, you had to study your opponent like if they were your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. That was something that I never had to encounter in high school. In high school, it was pretty much size wins the battle, uh, technique wins the battle. But in college, uh, there's so much technique, there's so much size, so much strength, that if you do not know your opponent, you will not succeed. In fact... After the first step, if you're the left tackle, after the first step that you see, you can decide 
out of the six or seven moves that that one person has, you can cut those moves in half and know exactly what might happen next. After the second step, you will pretty much know exactly what they're doing. In fact, if right off the line they picked up their left arm, you would know the move that they're doing, where they're going, and how they're going to do it. It was studying that allowed us to do it, but also before the ball was snapped, there was five people that you had to look at. It was no, it's no longer just the person that you looked at in front of you, but it was the person next to him, the linebacker, the safety, which is about 20 yards away from you, and the corner. And you always had to keep an eye on those because they would tell you if you were going to have a big problem. They were going to tell you you're not one-on-one. We're, there's a blitz coming, and uh, we're going to try to make you get rid of the ball as fast as possible. And uh, it wasn't just the quarterback's job for that, because if it was just the quarterback's job, he would probably get sacked 50% of the time. Um, But I say that because in today's society, we like to pretend like we can just flip on a switch. We like to pretend like whatever we've done so far is all that we're going to have to do in order to win the battle. But you have to study your opponent. You can't just train your physical or spiritual body yourself. It is important, yes. But you also need to know your, your opponent. And um, without knowing your opponent, you're not going to succeed because you're not going to know how it's coming. You're not going to know what's going to happen. Something may shock you. Something may throw you off guard. But you need to always study your opponent. And uh, so, so let me go ahead and go into my scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And this says, And God blessed them, speaking to Adam and Eve, and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Back then, when Moses was writing this, he was probably thinking every creeping thing that moveth upon the earth was probably lizards, spiders, anything he could see. But God knew exactly what he created. He knew that bacteria was something. He knew that viruses were something. So we have dominion over every creeping thing upon this earth. So if you have a family member, you yourself are affected by this coronavirus, you have dominion over this. But the beginning of that scripture says, and God blessed them and mul- God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the fish of the sea. Oh, sorry. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And that end right there means that you cannot have one without the other. You have to be able to multiply. You have to be able to bring a harvest in, a revival in, in order to have the dominion. God said, uh, Jesus, whenever he, he was here on this earth, in Matthew, if you can go to Matthew chapter 21 and verse 18. It says, Now in the morning as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow 
on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, "How, how soon is the fig tree withered away? Right there before their very eyes, the fig tree withered away because it had no fruit. It bare no substance uh, that it was made to do. Me and you as, uh, as followers of Christ, as Christians, as Bible believers, and I love the way pastor always puts it, we believe what the Bible says. You're baptized the Bible way because we believe in the scripture because that is what God has given us to live off of. This is our fruit. This is our food that we have to live off of. And, um, but if you do not bring that fruit forward, you cannot extend the kingdom of God. And if you do not extend the kingdom of God, there's no reason for you to have dominion. He said in the very beginning to replenish and have dominion. The having dominion is always the best part. We always want the power. We always want uh, the kingdom to, to rule over certain things. We always want to feel like we're bigger than anything else. But God said, you have to submit unto me first. You have to submit unto me and bear my fruit first before you get that dominion. You have to be able to, to obey the pastor. You have to uh, be able to obey the Bible. Whatever the word says, you have to obey it in order to get that dominion. And uh, now that was in the beginning. That was when Adam and Eve were in the garden, and uh, there was no sin at that moment. But of course, uh, a few days later or uh, however long it was, uh, they did fall into sin, and they did uh, get separated from Christ forever. And, uh, but today, whenever we see something physical we have to fight, there is dominion that we have over it, but now there's also a spiritual battle that we fight. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 13, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You have to put on the whole armor of God in order to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's where you have to know exactly who your enemy is. You need to study your enemy, and the only way to defeat him is to have on the whole armor of God. That is your film study. That is what you have to study. Not only do you need to know what the whole armor of God is, but you have to put it into practice. You have to put it into action. Love is an action. If you love God, you will put action into this. Uh, and that's what Pastor was talking about whenever he said uh, uh, Jesus came as an example for us how to live, to take his steps, because love is an action. In verse 13, it says, Wherefore, uh, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the, the, the evil day, and uh, having done all to stand. Later on in verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. This is where following the Bible comes into place. Because now, uh, if I may talk into the in the terms of a football player, now I'm, I'm showing you who your coach is. God is your coach. God is your spiritual leader. Then he has put in a pastor, the assistant coach, 
to deal with this section of Lafayette. He has given him dominion over this section of Lafayette. And then we have to look at what we need. We need the Spirit. We need the Spirit. Without the Spirit, we can't do anything. We can't do anything. Faith without works is dead. Yes, there have been blind people healed by faith. There have been lame people that have, uh, have walked with faith. But without the Spirit, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven. That is, uh, like I said, this is short, sweet, to the point. If you want dominion, if you liked what Pastor said that, uh, of being baptized, of getting the Holy Ghost, and now you want the dominion, you want the power of God, you have to follow the word of God. You have to follow the word of God. Be fruitful and multiply. I'm going to go, before I, I finish, let me jump to uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5, I'll leave you with this. And it says, He that gathereth in summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame. Now, recently I was, uh, I was blessed and honored to have the privilege with uh, Sister McGee and Brother David uh, Stevenson to pick some corn with them. And... Um, and it was, it was a job. It was a, a tough job that um, I am surprised that they do it every year by themselves. But I was glad I was able to help. But one thing I saw, we did it twice. The second time we picked the corn, it wasn't fully ripe yet. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't at the best state that it could have been. But there was no bugs on it. It was nice and clean. There was no worms. And there was no spiders, whatever uh, might have been there. But the first time we picked it, it was ready. The harvest was ready. But the worms had eaten nearly 10% of every piece of corn. And every piece of corn was about an inch shorter than what we could have gotten if we had picked it at the right time. Do not be a fool and try to harvest or sleep through the harvest. If the harvest is ready, if God is calling you to talk to one person, that one coworker, that one friend, that one family member, then move. God, has, God wants, wants to give you that dominion. If you have the spirit, he wants to give you that dominion. But you have to move. You have to spread the word. Lord Jesus, thank you for this wonderful day, Lord. I ask that you help someone move today, Lord, that you help someone ignite inside of them a fire that cannot be shut up, Lord, and that you have them reach out to whatever person that they need to, whatever coworker, whatever family member, or whatever boss that they might have, Jesus. Lord, give them the words to say. That's what you gave us, Lord. You gave us your spirit so we could have the words to say, to be a witness for you unto the lost. Lord, I pray for protection over everybody today. Uh, for everybody with uh, coronavirus, Lord, I pray that you give them a, uh, a complete healing. And for those that are fearful right now, I pray against the spirit of fear, Lord, and that uh, peace come over them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in.